you could absolutely do a like uh a clockwork orange thing prying someone's yeah. eyeballs open and forcing them to watch coco melon for 12 hours I gotta tell you about this TV show before we start on the TV show. Where okay, uh, well, I've got I've actually I've got a I've got a TV show thing too. Um, okay, so you do uh, yours first. Yeah, this segment will be a return. If anyone remembers uh, the couple minutes we spent on Rise of the Warrior Apes, uh, this is Spencer's primate corner again. Okay. Uh, do does the phrase orangutan jungle school mean anything to you? <laughs> I, I've seen you mention it in the chat. <laughs> so, uh, listener, you might ask, why would an orangutan need to uh, go to school? Well, it's because a lot of their behaviors, like uh, like cracking a coconut to get to the sweet, sweet uh, juice inside, or sticking a little twig inside of a fallen uh, tree to get some ants out, uh, a lot of those are learned. And uh, so these poor little orphan orangutans in Borneo uh, go to this school where they're separated by age and skill level and they have daily lessons uh, and they follow individual uh, orangutans and they give them these like uh, monikers so you remember them by uh, okay. almost almost Trump like. Uh, so the best one is. His name is like Cheeky Monty, uh, and everything everything he does is cheeky. Uh, it rocks. Yeah, yeah Orangutan right. Jungle School. Okay, so my question is this. Are the teachers – do the humans – do they have adult orangutans who they use to teach no. it? Or do the, adult, do, the, do the people just teach it to the orangutans? The people, the people who are surrogate parents to the orphaned apes teach them. Okay. Uh, you, you couldn't – you especially couldn't have, like, a male orangutan, like, trying to teach anyone anything because they get, like, hyper-violent as soon as they hit adolescence okay. and, like, territorial. But until then, they're very sweet. They change so much. They get those fucked-up faces. Yeah. It, like – goes on like a switch before that they just have a uh, normal little little like uh chimp looking faces interesting i i'm i've never gotten super into the monkey stuff <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, i'll say i'll send you a clip of uh i definitely of che cheeky monty's antics and the whale the wheelbarrows uh full of baby orangutans getting uh taken to their classes and i think I, you might fall in love i see the appeal I mean, I, I love, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big Attenborough fan. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely see the appeal of a wildlife documentary. But Man, with, At with Attenborough lately, it's like uh, I saw someone sharing the clip from the recent BBC show where he just gets like depressed as hell in the last segment. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, I don't you can cut out the like the five minutes of the end where we talk about how this is all going away, because yeah. like, what can I do about that? <laughs> just, uh, just roll that sweet, sweet orangutan footage give me that give me the yeah. glacier give me the polar yeah. bears yes uh, uh what are you what have you been watching so i've been doing something it's pretty harsh normie but that i'd always sort of wanted to watch <laughs> i have been watching uh the crown on netflix the crown nice the crown nice you know it's nothing like special like it's nothing groundbreaking but no there's something to be said sometimes for just a nice, well-produced historical drama, and like, yeah, 
as as much as like the royal family may legitimately deserve to be hung every single one of them like they do provide an interesting view through like you know uh, the the tw- second half of the 20th century um, yeah they they do uh that's a quality show i've caught a few episodes here and there i don't th- i don't think there's much bad to be spoken about the crown so among normie shows i think that's a good one and i also feel like with historical shows like if you're going to uh for high drama kind of like follow like the version version of history that says like these great famous people like do things that change history right Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're going to use that model you may as well just go with a figurehead right like someone who is actually purely symbolic yeah and especially because like in some ways like the history is unfolding around her and she's she's you know sort of just seeing it happen but like it's interesting to see like i mean it it got you know he i think he won an emmy for it but like John Lithgow as Winston Churchill fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, yeah, yeah, I caught him a bit. He just like transforms himself into this human turtle. He's incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's good. I'd, 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 I'd wreck it. Um, I know it's, it's long. Like every, every episode is sixty four minutes. Are you still? Um, uh, you're still early enough that it's the actress who plays the young queen. Yeah, we're still in the or... first season. Okay. So actually, so the reason we sort of came to this show is because. We had just watched um, season three of the show Broadchurch. Have you ever ever caught any of that? No. So it is a British uh, crime drama uh, starring Olivia Coleman and David Tennant. And it fucking rocks. Like, it's probably my favorite serialized crime show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, three seasons of eight episodes uh it it rules uh can't recommend it highly enough um but so after we watched that um we were like Paige said why don't we do a show with either olivia coleman or david tennant and i suggested the crown because she plays the queen in the third and fourth seasons and Paige yeah. was like you wouldn't want to watch david tennant's section of doctor who <laughs> i was like <laughs> i gotta say i have no interest in watching any doctor who well, for Olivia Coleman, you could also watch all the Peep Show. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, she she she's in everything. She's the best. She no, she fucking rocks. Well, I I'm excited for you uh, to get into the uh, last season where they go through step by step how the Crown had uh, Princess Di killed. So. Yeah, it's gonna rock. Yeah. Um. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about Lost. All right, this is the Lost Me podcast. Um, my name's Ben. That's Spencer. I watched the show a whole bunch. He's never watched it before, and we're talking about it now in the year 2021. Um, and tonight we're talking about Maternity Leave, the 15th episode of season two, the second Claire episode. I know that Claire's kind of a bummer of a character, but I think this episode fucking rocked. I think this episode was very interesting for a few reasons, especially because. I think this is the first real introduction of, I wouldn't call it the, you know, we've, we've been referencing the Council of Island Dads, going mm-hmm. back to that, uh, that show, the Council, what's it called? <laughs> it was, Council of Dads? It's called Council of Dads. It has been canceled. I think, oh, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to do like a Council of Moms spinoff. I don't think we can call this the Council of Moms, but I think we can call the Claire, Kate, uh son 
Libby. And who? Libby. Who else is part of? And Libby. Uh, yeah, I think we can call a couple of those scenes and arguments like the council of like I don't know, cool island aunts. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Look, it maybe it won't maybe it won't stick, but yeah. uh, I think there's something there. It's the it's the ladies auxiliary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the name. Yeah. I think that's it. Properly enough, as a lady's auxiliary, auxiliary to that group where mainly they just yell at each other, that's mainly what they did on this episode. Yeah. So in some ways, that is like that is like Lost's Bechdel test, is yeah. having a bunch of women uh, just kind of like yell at each other to move the plot forward. So. Yeah, this was, this, was, this was definitely a girl power episode. Yeah, coinciding with International Women's Day. Yeah. So come, out, come out like a month and a half uh, late. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, where should we start? I don't know. Uh, you want to start? So I kind of feel like for this one, it doesn't make sense to do flashback separate from the main action because they're all it all kind of ties together. Yeah. Um, and like it makes sense. It's like we're realizing things as we go along. So let's just kind of talk generally about what we thought uh first thing for me was i fucking love seeing ethan again oh yeah that it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little twist where you know in the in the first flashback scene they play it as if it could just be a normal uh prenatal checkup uh and all you know the tell is recognizing ethan's voice yeah because they don't they don't show you his horrific visage uh for you know, like thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Um, what else? Do you, so, what did you, what did you think about this episode overall? I I don't really know what I think of it overall. I I think I felt uh, a little bit teased in that I just want to know more about the others than we yeah. learned. Although, of course, I can never expect that much from a single episode. At least, you know, unless it's a uh, season closer, you know, unless yeah. it's a finale. So uh, it's OK to feel a little bit teased by not learning enough uh, because I still want to know more. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard for me to fully love this episode because I think I think Claire with Claire, she just can't really carry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the scenes where especially where she has to show like anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I'm down. I had fun with this one. All right, well let's let's talk about the others because um, that's for me is like what just sort of remembering this episode, watching it in real time, like seeing Mister Friendly without a beard and being yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Like I, that that brings <laughs> that brings me back. So that that I love that. So what what do you think of what we learned of the others? Where are you at with them? I feel like this episode seems i mean of course with the uh what was it the stage makeup glue yeah uh it seems to hint strongly that they they dress up in order to appear uh <laughs> like dirty and ragged <laughs> yeah like and ferocious bullies. yeah 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 which is interesting just because we've also had that shot of them kind of running uh, silently through the woods in, you know, barefoot in a way that would kind of suggest that anyway. So yeah. uh, it does seem to suggest that they are a little more like clean cut and professional, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think I was, you know, thinking back on Aaron, I 
was thinking when I was watching this episode about how we kind of have three, I'm trying to count, uh, I could be missing one, uh, like three special prophesied babies on this island. Uh, of course, okay. w- of course, we have Walt. We have, uh, who we have is, wet, our wet boy Walt. Yeah, is special because he has powers and they were interested in, in him. Uh-huh. We have Claire's baby who... Uh, you know, there are others clearly wanted, uh, at least according to Ethan, those shots were uh, to keep the baby healthy and to inoculate the baby. Yep. Uh, and then we have uh, our big baby, the baldy bean we know is Locke, who, uh, you know, it probably it probably doesn't actually tie in, but was told he was a special child, at least when his mother was play acting insanity. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the others and their interest in these kids has me thinking about that. Uh, I was very intrigued by the uh, baby mobile with the planes. Yep. You got to love that. Yeah, nice little touch. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, – I, I still don't I still don't really take the infection thing super seriously. Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask about that too because you know it's been brought up by multiple people, but no one no one seems to be sick. Yeah, no one seems to be sick, and it's more just like structurally, I don't think they would be willing to have an infectious disease like ravage their cast. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I think I am on the locks uh, the Jack side of. Uh, you know, not thinking that really exists. And, uh, you know, if maybe if Rousseau is the kind of media that's like trying to scare you into like fear parenting yeah. your kid, <laughs> uh, Jack is the kind of chill uh, parent uh, who is just like, yeah, you kind of, they're kind of just fine. Uh, you kind of just like sit him there, you feed him. Yeah, no. So that's actually like, I'll tell you, as a, parent who like had to like pick a pediatrician like that is a wild world of like really of like what different pediatricians say and what different people say about it so we purposefully went you can cut all this out but uh yeah sure it's 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 interesting um we purposely went with a pediatrician who are a little more hands-off would follow the jack model Uh, yeah you can leave it in it doesn't matter but then when we went to a parenting class that we got through through uh, just like a local website. Um, one of the women who was teaching it was like pretty crunchy granola, and she was like, "Do not go to this. I'm not going to say their name. Do not go yeah. to X Y Z pediatrics. They are harsh and they will force you to sleep train your baby when they are not ready <laughs> for it." <laughs> um, oh man, so it's yeah, a war out there. It's, it's wild. The parenting wars are crazy yeah um Um, yeah i remember i remember like uh when you when you hear about too many studies like you can really start getting in your in your head about the idea of baby optimization it's like oh if they didn't do if they didn't get this by this then this will happen but it's just like i was a formula kid yeah yeah, don't take the infection super seriously and i wonder you know we have seen those quarantine signs I don't think I don't think it 
be too much of a stretch to imagine that like it did exist, uh, but is no longer active on the island. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Libby, because this is the first time we've seen her really interact with any losty other than Hurley. Um, yeah. So what what did you what do you think of her and the end of the show's <laughs> end of the show's sort of cavalier approach to a psychiatric medicine? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I I love I love this shit because like I I like to imagine like if everyone was actually a fraud lying about their past, like what would their what would their actual job be? And it's like. Libby is maybe a licensed professional counselor at best. Yeah. Like, uh, what is what is the line? Uh, there's a little switch in our heads that protects us from having to deal with it. Uh, yeah. If something bad enough happens. It's just like, I love to imagine that like after doing six weeks of recovered memory hypnosis, she's like convinced uh, – Claire that their her entire family satanically ritually abused her. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was very like. I mean, this is like catnip for me too. Just like these sort of stupid like episodes of SVU or like, um, of like the like recovered memory shit that I love that as a plot line. I wish they'd mind that a little here, but um, <laughs> but this was well. Just, it's like, a shame then that you know that it is like utterly discredited. You know. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. That's that's why yeah. I like it so much. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Libby seems like a complete fraud. Yeah. Uh, I still like her personality though. I think she has kind of a chill vibe. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Claire starts remembering stuff and little bit of a like to continue the sort of video game metaphor that we uh we use in this show sometimes not quite a fetch quest but just like a you know go to each checkpoint see a see a cut scene go to the next checkpoint yeah 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 it did it did honestly kind of feel uh that way though i am so you know, I think if there's if there's any reason I'm super high on this episode is something we talked to, like you hinted at a few episodes ago, that they were going to break from the form at least a little bit, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And do an on-island flashback. Mm -hmm. uh, that rules. I, what I want most for Lost is these like formal kind of uh, diversions from the from the norm yeah I'll, I'll tell you you're gonna see these types of things again um there's lots of different stuff coming um, is all i'll say about that yeah um b because i remember at the time one of the big things people were saying was how long can the flashback formula last really um yeah so think things it's the show has a lot in store, is all I'll say. That's great. Yeah, it's, you know, now that you say that, it's funny. It's like, yeah, of course you would ask that question in real time just because it's like, okay, how interesting can each of these characters' lives be? Uh, but, of course, if they're going to do this, they bet they, like, of course they would do it with Claire, one of the least interesting Islanders uh, by far. But yeah, go, going around triggering the cutscenes. Of course, the very first one is is triggered by you know one of my favorite tropes, which is Rousseau wandering the woods and wandering in from the woods and starting the plot. Yeah. Uh, with with he's infected, isn't he? Uh, 
Hold on. That, but, pause on that for a second. I know yeah. Rousseau was, was your least favorite part of season one. We hadn't seen her much this year. We've seen her a couple of times. You feel any better about her, or is she still a bummer for you? She, I, I don't know. Her just like her character is still a little grating to me. Okay. Uh, it's just it's so hard to do, like just complete like insanity. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Even 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 solid actors, I'm sure, like that by no means uh, means you'll be able to pull off this kind of character. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have Rousseau wandering in, starting the plot. Uh, Claire kind of has these fits of, like, but no, you have to take me. I have to go. Yeah. Uh, now and again. I thought it was fun, like, if we are talking about the adjuncts this episode – is in Kate asking Sawyer for the gun like that that right there is is Kate being Jack in a yeah. cool way mm-hmm. like her her leading something uh her uh i mean she literally leads the expedition but also like getting something from Sawyer that is going to drive the plot forward so a plus uh a plus Kate usage yeah no and you're absolutely right. And Lost doesn't do it enough with Kate, nor more often she's just, you know, an impediment to Jack or Sawyer. Um, yeah. So it was nice to see. Um, yeah. Um, anything uh, yeah. else? Anything else about all of the, you know, we about the sort of their turn with Rousseau and Claire and all that? Anything else for you there? Tell me where it is. Where's the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the the bunker itself too. Yeah, sure. Pretty pretty cool looking. Yeah, they're really they're throwing those Dharma logos around mm-hmm. more now. Yeah, uh, they're they're more comfortable with the branding. Yeah, this one's got you know the, the staff for the medical tent or the medical hatch. Yeah. Um, but they fucking cleaned it out. That's for sure. Um, yeah. No vaccine. Uh, that that was another you know. Not quite a hooting and hollering moment, but like a a big moment of like, oh man, seeing the third Dharma hat, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh God, I wanna know why they abandoned it. Yeah. Uh yes, yeah, so, so many questions. Uh and not not really much to pull at. Uh we got more we got more Ethan time. Uh and God did I uh hate that scene <laughs> where he is taking her outside and he's just like I don't know that whole that whole back and forth is just like uh sober guy talking to drunk girl yeah. and saying things like oh my friends don't know I'm taking you out here don't don't tell on me okay like yeah. fuck that guy fuck that guy yeah, real, real glad he's <laughs> yeah glad he's dead yeah glad he's dead real real, real <laughs> creepy vibe yeah, um, but I wonder what – I don't even really know what it seems like he's trying to express there. Like, I'm sorry to have to see you go. Like, is he being honest or is he just manipulating her when he's saying, like, I'm going to miss you? Is that just a segue, you think, into the conversation about, like, what's going to happen with the baby? Because if, sure. if if he knows they're gonna kill her, then what's the what's even the point of having that? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you're yeah. supposed to read that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, and, and we, they, I'm not going to pretend that, like, Ethan is a main part of the show going forward, but since you've seen him again now, you can, you can believe you'll see him again. Okay. Um, so, he, he's definitely part of the show. Um, Rousseau's daughter looked like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know who that actress is? I don't know. Hold on. Let me see if they are still married. So I'm not sure if they are still married, but that actress for like five years was married to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when she was like 35 years younger than him. Okay. Yeah. I've seen her in stuff. Yeah. She's, uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. But yeah, returning to that line uh, where Mr. Friendly, did I get that right this time? Yeah. Mr. Friendly. I almost called him like Captain Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know it's just like some form of address and then like a, a word that means nice. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Friendly. Where where he says, what are we supposed to tell him? Yep. Uh, so, you know, hinting at kind of a bigger bad mm-hmm. when as, as, as much as we've seen so far, it seemed like Mr. Friendly was, was that person. Yep. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, that, that's a that's a little that's a big moment too. The who is him? I wonder if it's our prisoner. What's that guy's name again? Uh, Henry Gale. Henry Gale. Uh, yeah, we had that we had that echo scene. With, yeah, well, let's uh, let's do all the hatch stuff now. And, let, and yeah, let, sure. Okay. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about with the 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 ladies auxiliary. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, but we might come back. All right. Um. So yeah, let's do the hatch stuff. Um. First, uh, a little heavy-handed with the literary references lost. Yes, <laughs> uh, but you know, I I don't I'm not troubled by them. It's it's more just like, it's not so much literary references as just like literature references. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I've true. read I've read I've read a couple things. Yeah, <laughs> like no, that is right. kind of the extent of them. Uh, but yeah. So, all right, let's talk more broadly. Um, what do you think about Henry in this episode? Uh, still, still having, still enjoying him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that he is such an obvious conniver. Yeah, he's a he's a little fucking rat man. Yeah, the little smile on his face. Yeah. Yeah, he rules. Yeah, I re- I, I I like him. Uh, you know, we don't have to we don't have to pretend to do this chronologically. Uh, in you know, in terms of like no, definitely not. the entire episode no, no. in order, but uh, the way he disturbs Locke is uh, is interesting. You know, mm-hmm. you would think Locke, you know, Locke kind of uh, says, you know, no one calls the shots or he doesn't call the shots. And uh, talking about Jack, of course, uh, Jack and I make decisions together. And it's interesting because honestly, this season, it seems that that is more true than ever. Yeah. Uh, in, but. It's interesting to see, you know, Jack brought to the level of having a tantrum. Locke, not Jack. Locke, yeah, excuse me. Uh, and doing it, like, within earshot of the guy, you yeah. know? Like, really really losing control and showing that he has been gotten to. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Locke, Locke, at the end of the day, is still the, like, insecure guy whose dad yeah. stole his kidney. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. It's a good reminder. It's a really good reminder. Yeah, just whatever, because whatever shamanistic 
you know, front he puts it on the island. And no matter how much other people buy it, that's who he is underneath it all. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love this because bridging the different versions of Locke is like is when you get to the most him at his most interesting, you know? Yeah. Uh, just because, especially in the first season, those different versions could be hard to square. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it. Um, the Echo stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Echo is an interesting contrast because on the other side, it's like once once I was given a glimpse of, you know, the other Echo, where he comes from, uh, and what's really going on with him, he has not been interesting since. I'm yeah. sad to say. Uh, he, he's, I agree. He's, yeah. He's a little bit of a letdown. The Echo that could be the theoretical platonic Echo still lives on in my heart, and I yeah. still love. But I kind of recognize also his, like, a little bit of his kind of uh, delivery patterns for lines and his uh, faces he makes <laughs> also already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's um, like it's like I know his intonation already. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> like, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it's a little African guy voicey. Yes, like, and it's interesting – to open the question of like, is the portrayal just straight up racist? And I would say it doesn't matter because functionally it may as well be. And I'll give you some examples. It's like, am I going to do the research to see if in Nigeria there is some uh, practice of taking a short vow of silence after you kill someone. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that research. So to me, like, it's just going to read as some, like, I don't know, made-up African tr trope. Yeah. And the same thing is true for cutting your little beard off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm not going to look that up. So it may as well be just yeah. some, like, made-up uh just like, like fake nigerian practice yeah just just like imagining what the noble savage does yes yes <laughs> like do you know the answer to either of those questions no, no, have no, you looked no, it up no idea but i I, <laughs> I can't imagine either of them are true i can't no. imagine either of them are real i'm just uh, i'll cut out the typing noise but i'm going to look this up right now okay echo cut off beard Echo's beard thing. <laughs> um, uh, post on Yahoo.com 15 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> Tearing one's beard is a biblical sign of repentance. It's the kind of thing Echo would think of. It wasn't a threat of any kind. Uh, okay. okay. So I guess, yeah. I guess, okay, to pluck it was, uh, you know, a sign of your mourning. Uh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, I think my point still stands yeah, in that, it, like, it as matter. a viewer, if you don't really know, yeah, it kind of comes off that way. Yeah. I also love the Henry and, uh, Locke stuff. That's some of my favorite, um, stuff in this season is Henry, yeah. Henry as the manipulative prisoner. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of like a mini, like a show within a show almost. Yeah, I can I can see how it would go there. It already has that vibe a bit. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he's a, he's a fun character just because like they're leaving they're leaving us in the dark a bit. We don't we don't know whether he he is an other. Yep. I found it interesting in the previously on Lost Rousseau said you know, he will lie to you for a long time or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That was interesting uh as a way to kind of couch it. Uh but ju- I, I guess just to finish finish the uh, echo scene, you know, we last episode we had Saeed kind of breaking down and oversharing a little bit about his past. Yeah. Uh, in that torture scene, which we might call, you know, slightly r- weak as far as like character driven writing. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing about you know Echo having that moment of, you know filling in a bit more of how his character feels is he is asking for forgiveness in that moment from someone he presumes to be an other. Yeah. So I like that. It, it, you know, it's like, it's kind of keeping it believable that, that he would have this scene. Yeah. No, as much as echo is a bit of a disappointment, I dug on that scene. Um, all right. Yeah. Well. I, I, I want to know about that plane mobile, man. I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of, you know, a big magnet that just, like, uh, pulls people's fates toward the island and, like, causes plane crashes so they can, you know, have more people to chill with. Okay. I don't know. Good day. <laughs> All right. Next week uh, is an episode called The Whole Truth. It's a sun episode. Uh, and I am looking forward to watching it because I don't really remember much of what happened in it. Oh, that's – well, that's a, that's good for you. Yeah. So it's it's going to be – it's going to be – I just – Maybe that's not a good sign, or maybe it's just a, a lost gem that I forgot about. Yeah, a lost gem. Um, yeah, didn't we just? Didn't we pretty much just do a sun and gen? Uh, it was like ten or so episodes ago. Man, speeding right along. Yeah. All right. So until next week, uh, rate us, tell your friends about us, whatever. Um, uh, if you don't like us, don't do any of that. Um, yeah, don't. So if you don't like us, leave us alone and still enjoy the show though. Yeah. It'll yeah, it's it's fun.